Hello everyone and uh, welcome to the latest edition of Grecian's Gossip. Um, a bit of a stripped down version this week, just uh, me and Daniel Clark. Hello. Uh, with uh, Jamie and Howard both off. Um, so let's uh, let's get talking then. Um, first of all, uh, City's lost to, to Port Vale on, on, on Saturday, Dan. A uh, bit of a disappointing one, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think the Grecians ever ever got going in that game at all and I just you just sort of as the game went on, you just kind of thought, well, Port Vale, they're a decent side. They're not going to... I can't see them going down, but I also can't see them being anywhere near the playoffs at the end of the season. And there was never really any moment where they really threatened to you know, even put a bit of pressure on and, and get a goal. I mean, I don't think the, the conditions helped. It was a you know, very, very blustery day, the wind all over the place. But it was the same for both sides. And Port Vale coped with the conditions so much better than Exeter did at all, they looked like you know they they looked like they had a game plan, and Exeter didn't have really have any game plan to, to deal with the conditions. Um, as it was, you know, it was the one bit of you know quality from the from the got actually comes you know Port Vale gets the goal. I mean, it's poor defending all round really from Exeter. I mean, it's too easy how they get down the left hand side, and you can't leave you know Pope in that you know that three on, in the in the penalty box to get the shot in. So. You know, it, it's on its own. It's you know, it's just an off result, but obviously it follows the the loss against Luton earlier in the week, which was a you know the scoreline more than the result. Perhaps more disappointing than that one, and that's bad back-to-back defeats and you know out of the top three as well. And perhaps for the first time this season as well, City have lost to a, a, a team that they perhaps were expected to beat. You know, you look at yeah. the other losses, Luton, Notts County, and Coventry. We. We all spoke about those games before, and we said, "Oh, those would be tough." But this time last week, we were sat here saying, "Well, you know, bounce back from from a, a, a disappointing result to Luton with a with a win." But it, clearly, it didn't happen that way. And you you mentioned the conditions, and for me, I thought they did play into Port Vale's hands a little in the fact, you know, you look at the amount of long shots Port Vale had in the first half. They had two or three that just got caught by the wind blowing in that direction, and almost rocket into the top corner. It, 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 difficult for me to tell from the press box, but it seemed that way with the goal as well. Yeah, just um, obviously the the wind, the swirling wind, but obviously sort of blowing, I mean, extra in the first half, kicking into the wind and continually decided to launch long balls high up to the, le- to the left-hand side. And, you know, firstly to Kyle Edwards, who's not exactly the tallest player, he's never <laughs> likely to win the headers. But, you know, Christy Pym just couldn't get the ball over the halfway line, really. And even when it did, it just... It would fall to an isolated ex City player who couldn't control it and knock it on to anyone else to to get them in the game. And then obviously, then the second half, extra you've got the win behind them, but sort of continued to launch it long and was launching it well, well over the top of yeah Stockley and Reed that never gave them a chance to even compete for the ball because it was ten yards over their head. I mean, I do think Port Vale sort of coped with that second, the win second half really well. They played a really high line actually, which sort of meant that. It was almost virtually impossible for Exeter to, to play long balls because with the, with the wind so far up and they, them sort of staying 40 yards from their goal the whole time, it sort of meant that virtually anything that they played over the top was always going to run straight through to the arms of the goalkeeper or out for a goal kick and they sort of neutralised the conditions completely in that second half, which really Exeter didn't do. They, should have, they needed to play it along the floor a lot more and... I think they got sort of got sucked into the fact well Jaden Stockley was so good in the air against Luton and it's a bit of a windy day so we'll just keep launching it long without actually, you know, putting their heads together. I don't I think they sort of lost 
they lost you know control a, a little bit in the second half and sort of just launching long balls without really thinking about what they needed to do on that one and I think that will probably disappoint Paul Tisdale a little more because I'm sure that wasn't his game plan can't have been in the second half to smash the ball 20 yards over the head of Stockley and read constantly. Well, I guess on the, the positive side, you know, there's still a couple of chances created with uh, Kel Roos having to make one save in particular from uh, from Pierce Sweeney's header in the second half and, and Troy Brown having a goal rolled out for, for offside. So, you know, I, I think, the, the, well, if you you are looking for positives, it, and there weren't many to come out of the game at least. You know, City did create chances even if they weren't as, as many as they wanted. Yeah, that's, you know, it wasn't the most fluent performance Next, I guess the other thing, you know, other than other than the goal, you know, it seems foolish to say other than the goal, but other than the goal, Port Vale actually never looked like scoring a goal either, really, and that's you know what we've seen a lot this season, much more defensively solid than Tuesday night with Luton cut through Exeter completely. It's I think it's just one of those the conditions and just a, an off day that you know in this in League Two players are going to have, you know. More often than not, you know, it's only two points off the top, so it's you know, it's it's a bad result. But in the context of the season, it's you know, it's not the end of the world. You've got a uh, you know Mansfield or Mansfield up next. They're not in great form. If you win that game, you know everything's forgotten about. Really, you know, even a point there's not the worst result. But I think it's just one of those you've just got to go. Well, it happens. It was a poor performance. Let's just make sure it doesn't happen again. To be honest, and sort of forget about it I think you know some of the players you know didn't really you know, take their chance when they came into the side either I mean Edwards was given a chance and I don't know what you thought but he sort of looked more like a he should be used as an impact sub at this stage he found it very difficult to to get into the game consistently as well and you know Jordan Moore Taylor coming back from injury I don't think was 100% fit you know possibly not to blame for the goal but sort of not quite at his, his sharpest either. Yeah, I, I rather agree with Edwards. I thought, you know, even in the five minutes Jack Sparks was on the pitch, he seemed to put a couple more threatening crosses in, really. I, I thought, you know, everyone knows about Edwards' pace, but there's still a, some work to be done on his end product. But then again, he did set up two goals against Hull in the Premier League Cup on, on Monday night. Um, so clearly there is an end product there, but it's just about, it's just about sort of getting that on a, a consistent basis, really, I, I suppose. Yeah, I, maybe just not the not the ideal game to, to start him in, in a game in which is always going to be a very difficult conditions and not using his his strength, so to speak, obviously. You know, the loss of Tilson, again, might have created a bit of a you know, change-up in the game plan. Obviously, the news sort of only just broke before kick-off, so I wonder you know, how long the players were aware of that for, whether that affected the game plan as well and you, you sort of you know, watching the game it's the kind of game that someone like a Ryan Harley would have been really useful to actually have had he been fit because he would have been able to you know use his head a little bit more control the game and you know try and pick out those passes keep the ball along the floor and you know try and get players in behind rather than the long ball football that we we saw for for some parts of that game well uh, let's have a listen to to what Pill Tisdale thought of, of the game yeah, I, I certainly don't want to be drawn into a an excuse about the weather. You know, we, we, if we're going to be successful, we have to be good in all sorts of conditions, and we have to have the wherewithal to to make sure that 
under that kind of pressure, with that kind of wind, that we don't concede a goal like we did. And um, I'm not prepared to accept that <laughs> that today was a gate conditions for them, but not for us. We've got to be good in all conditions. And I don't think we're bad today. But the first goal again is is a is a crucial starting point, which made it very very difficult for us to come back into. And I'd like to have done a little bit better under the pressure at the end to try to get the goal. We did. We weren't bad. I'm I'm concerned because I'm a professional and I want to do the very best I can every week. Am I overly concerned for the season? And no, it's a it's a poor week or two, but hopefully it'll just be that. And with that goal in particular, was it the fact that Stockley had just had a header that just went wide and literally from their goal kick within ten seconds or so the ball was in your net? I mean uh, any goal you concede you unless it's a a once in a once in a season strike or a, a bit of unlucky play or nine times out of ten you can you can break the goal down and be critical of a player or two or a unit or, or part of your team I'm sure if we do, if we do that we will find somewhere there's been some mistake or some weakness somewhere the ball goes out for a corner everyone's for a goal kick everyone's in place they kick it long and within within a moment or two it's a, it's a free player to side foot it in the net so Look, I've done this. I've been doing this enough now to know that you're not going to get everything your own way. You'll have these these periods. Sometimes you play well and you lose. We've had games this season where we haven't been probably as good as we were today, and we've won. So let's be let's be philosophical about it. But I certainly don't want to undervalue the three points today. We wanted it dearly. We didn't get it. There's parts of our game that I'll look at. We had changes in the side today. The players coming in have got to be good enough to go and just get a result because we want to be successful. That's where it has to work. And uh, you did come up against a side in Port Vale who are obviously rapidly improving and their display today seemed to be really professional in closing you down, not giving many opportunities for Ruben and Jaden up front. No, they played, they played really well. They, 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 played, they played as a team. They got the early goal. They hung on to it. Um, being there myself, I know what that's like. You know, you... You, you keep the basics and you play as a team they did that really well and um, well done to them so but I, you know, I'd like to think we'd play that game um, today in the same way and it wouldn't, it wouldn't always be a defeat for us but today it was and the first goal seemed to be a really crucial moment in the game Was there any heavy legged then uh, for you there and any of your players after the game against Luton? Well, I know of we had three changes. You obviously, you obviously knew that. We had, had three injuries inside, so <laughs> that goes without saying. I'm sure, they did they played midweek. I think they did. So yeah, they were they. Yeah. So yeah, um, said both sides. That was Paul Tizzo there. Uh, we've now had a question in from uh, Tim Bloyce, and it seems to be the the big talking point at the moment. Um, can James Stockley and Ruben Reed work up front together, and uh, should Liam McIlhenny be given more of a chance? Dan, what are your thoughts? Um, well, we've seen that they can work together. It was the Morecambe game that they they played as a as a pair, and you know, we, everyone I think everyone came away from that game. You know, the questions were, can they play together beforehand? After the game, well, yes, they can. They just proved that they they looked together as a pair. But since then, it's not quite worked in the in the way you'd hope to. I think you know the problem really Saturday is they were never really close enough to each other to get each other into the game. So all those long balls were. We're going forward, and when either Stockley or Reed won the header, or you know, in the rare occasions that that it did, it was 
there wasn't actually anyone close enough to them to to pick up the second ball and you know keep the attacks attacks going. Maybe they are a little bit too similar, but I think that you know they definitely can play together. I think it's just Reed's on a little bit of a he's not in top form at the moment, sort of just struggling a little bit. McAlinden, you know, as we saw at the start of the season, he linked up well with Ruben Reader. You know, I think he probably could link up well with Stockley, but in the sort of little cameo appearances we've seen from him off the bench in the last two or three games, it's not you wouldn't. It's hard to say he's actually done it anything since he's been dropped from the. You know, may have been harsh that he was dropped from the side, but he hasn't done really perhaps enough as a substitute to try and force his way back in. Or, but I did play well in the in that cup game against Hull from the start. So perhaps you know, he's showing at this stage he he has he's, you know maybe a better starting player rather than a and an impact sub and you sort of feel he might come into the side maybe on Saturday at Mansfield for Ruben Reed possibly and sort of put him back in that, that impact sub role we saw at the back end of last season but I think the two of them can play together it's just not quite working for them at this stage I thought they, they linked up quite well together in the first half against Luton as well actually and um, I don't know it, it's a difficult one really because you know Ruben Reed was in such great form at the beginning of the season and uh, since um, since Jaden Stockley came in, his role has changed slightly to where Jaden Stockley is more of the battering ram that Ruben Reed was, and Reed's playing just off him. And it's it's interesting that he's only actually scored one goal since uh, Stockley has been on the pitch at the same time as him, which is and he's not now not scored for eight games, which is you know worrying in, in a way. At the same time, he is still getting chances, which is something he pointed out to me and some audio we'll listen to in a, in a few ma- uh, moments but um so it, it, it's really difficult to for me to to say whether he, he should be on the pitch or not to be honest uh i think they can play together dan as you as you said um but perhaps i think perhaps reed just needs a, a little break as we as you said towards the back in the last season there are a couple of moments where you thought yeah reed could do with a break here he dropped to the bench and came on and had a massive impact off the bench and I'm not saying he should suddenly be used as an impact sub because I think he's too good for that. But, you know, you just take him out of, the, out of the squad, get a bit of life back into the legs, that sort of thing, and then, you know, see if he can recapture his form from the bench a little, you know, with those those late cameos and, you know, Mansfield away this Saturday. That was a perfect example of, of last last season where he came off the bench, absolutely tore their defence to shreds with, uh, and won a penalty, uh, even though Steve Evans didn't think it was a penalty. <laughs> Uh, and then um, you know, and scored a scored from the from the spot, and you know, I think it'll be perhaps a, a good opportunity now, perhaps to just ease the ease the pressure, perhaps ease the if there is any sort of fatigue in the legs, and and just uh, give him a chance to recapture his form that way. Yeah, I suppose obviously while the, while City are losing games and not scoring goals, there's always going to be questions asked. I mean, it's not the worst problem to have. I mean, you know, trying to get. You know, Jaden Stockley and Ruben Reed into the same tight side. I mean, if you think back a couple of years and look at some of the striking options Extra have had in that time, you know, it's a it's a vast improvement anyway. I mean, a few years ago, Liam McAlinden, you know, a player of his quality, would have been almost first name on the team sheet, and yet, you know, uh, you know given the, the paucity of options, you know, we had out there now, you know, you can cut. You know, it's not difficult to make a case he's, he shouldn't be starting, but you kind of feel that. You know, possibly some things need to to freshen up, just change it for one or two games because 
you know, you can't, it's just not working. It's almost been, what we're looking, three or four games now where they've not, you know, that last three or four games, obviously, Port Vale didn't really happen. Wickham didn't really create anything, but that was a, a I suppose, a difficult game. Carlisle away again, I don't think either of them really had the best game out there, and it was a goal from a corner. Obviously, the Luton game, they looked, you know, that first 45 minutes was really, really good, and then the second half just went sort of horribly wrong. I mean, you kind of just want one of them, you know, if, if to see they work on you. Ideally, if they both started at Mansfield, both scored goals, both maybe set out one for each other, would be us saying, well, you know, putting this question behind us. But whilst, you know, extra, just in a little bit of a, you know, downturn in form at the moment, we're going to keep these questions that keep going to be asked and answered until, you know, they either start scoring goals again or we come to the conclusion that the Morecambe game was the one-off and actually it's got to be either or or both but in a totally different role maybe you know one of them out in a front three with one of them down the middle one out wide so they're not playing as a pair um, so I mentioned the, the Ruben Reid uh, audio I, I spoke to him off again on Saturday let's have a, a listen to what he had to say um, tough conditions in the first half really strong wind which is plain to see and um, unfortunately we conceded a goal again which gives the team a foothold to sit in for the majority of the game and then obviously we didn't have the quality to get our goals get back in the game and then an, an eventual winner so disappointing yeah and has that been the difference in, in these past couple of games the fact the the other team have been able to get that foothold in games yeah well when you concede and when you concede a goal it always against a team that sort of seems comfortable to like sort of you know not break out of their shape type of thing to give them a goal start is never a good thing but then we've got to look at ourselves and be honest enough and be we weren't we didn't have the quality in the right moments to get back in. And uh, that's a, a few games without scoring for you now after you know a brilliant start of the season. Is that a that concern for you all at the moment? Yeah, of course it's a concern. Um, I'm a striker and I want to score goals, but it's not, not a concern as much where I'm thinking about it. You know, but you know, I'm, I'm more um, concerned about my performances to, to answer the question. And they've, they've genuinely been you know, decent, but um, the only thing has been goals, it, it, it can change the flow of the games. And, um, you know, I've I've missed a few chances, which is probably the highlight, the best thing really, because it's, it's when you don't get chances, that's when you've got to start worrying. So no, I'm not worried. It's, it's a slight concern because obviously you want to be scoring and it helps the team win the games, but it's not a big thing overall. We're, we've generally been a team since I've come out, here, come here, but we share the goals around. So no, it's not it's not overly concerning, but it's, it is there, yeah. And I guess your role in the team has sort of slightly changed from that, from the start of the season when, when you're sort of perhaps a bit more of a target man and now James come in and... It's sort of you're playing off a bit more, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Um, and you can see the dynamics of the, the front two has changed where, you know, I was sort of the point man before he came in. But, um, you know, we've just got to work together and get it right for, for the good of the team. However, however way we set up, you know, we, um, you know, it's not always going to be perfect for an individual player, but we've just got to be um, willing to put the work in to make it, to make it happen. And uh, next up, you got Mansfield, a, a side who you, you know you, you scored a late run against last season, and um, had a bit of a, a war of words as it were with Steve Evans. Are you looking forward to going back there? Um, I don't know if I've, I had a war of words with him. It's just I said something after the game, and then he sort of followed it on type thing. I don't, I don't really pay too much attention. But yeah, obviously they're a, a team who recruited, recruited a lot of players over the summer, and um, it's a game that had a lot of heat on it come the end last season. Obviously in the manner which we won the game. It's just, it's just another game as, as any. Like today, you know, we've got to go in there and get our season, get our season not back on track. I mean, go and get a positive performance and, um, you know, get ourselves 
make sure we establish ourselves back in, in the top three. And I guess that is the, the positive, is that the performances are still there for you, aren't they? The, the team despite the, the two losses. Personally or for the team? Uh, for the team, yeah. Yeah, for the team, yeah. I mean, of course, we're, we're, we're a good side. So we're always going to, we're, we're playing well. It's just the moments we've got to sort of um, be better than the opposition. As I said, it's no good giving a team a foothold in the game. You know, in the manner we've conceded the type of goals. But then again, even if that does happen, we've got to look at ourselves as the front players. We, we've all we've got it in us, you know. But we believe that we'll create, we'll create something, and to not score, um, to only score one goal at home in, in the two in the two games is not. Um, I'm looking from a striker's point of view and the forwards. It's, it's not been good enough. You know, however well the opposition has done, you know, we've got it in us to um, break a team down and get a goal. And then the whole dynamics of the game changes. You probably go on and win the games. You know, three and four, which we which we shown we can do. And uh, next up now, then, as you heard, Matt, uh, uh, City have got Mansfield away. A, a, a tough game after their big spending in the summer. Yeah, well, I suppose at the start of the season when people were looking at that, the league table. You know, Mansfield were up there with Luton as the favourites to go up. But when you digged into it a little bit deeper, you looked at those signings Mansfield made, and you sort of went. Well, they've made about you know, 13, 14 signings, but there's only two or three that you actually go, well, yeah, that's that's a good signing. The rest you sort of were looking at and thinking, I mean, that's a, yeah, that's okay, but I'm not worried about him. And, you know, it's, I think it's more the Steve Evans factor than the actual players on the pitch that got people excited because they've not had the, you know, they didn't really turn it around last season too much under him. They've not made a great start this season at all. And you, you kind of feel... They're under a, probably more pressure than extra at this stage because it's just not happened for Mansfield this season. They're sort of in mid-table. Their form's been, you know, it's not been great at all, and they kind of need to. They need a win more than extra, to be honest, at this stage. And um, <coughs> I guess uh, some interesting uh, debate over the the team news, really. Um, Obviously, uh, no Jordan Tilson. He'll be out for four to six weeks uh, after breaking his uh, foot against against Luton uh, in midweek last week. And uh, you know, no one at all actually, actually knew he was uh, knew he broken his foot. He played for forty minutes with a broken foot. It's quite incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you, I think you, you, I'm sure. Well, you, you you'd think you would have noticed that he's got a broken foot, but but perhaps not. But obviously, that just shows you know. You know, I know we didn't definitely notice watching that game and none of the players and the coaching staff did to so sort of hit it well and carried on obviously it can be a bit of a loss to the side I mean you assume that means sort of Boateng and James sit in the middle for the time being and the rest of the team sort of works around him I mean you know we've spoken about possibly McElinden coming in I mean possibly the other change would be tempted to, to look at as, as right backs I think sort of Pierce Sweeney didn't really look his best again in the last couple of games. Sort of, perhaps been a step slower than what we'd have, you know, we've seen. Such as the great start he made to the season. I know Kane Wilson is very highly rated at West Brom. Looks to have played well every time he's featured for the, in the uh, for the under 23s, and you know, might be worth you know the time to to bring him in, him into the side and you know see exactly you know what he's got about him. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know, I, appeared, I wasn't too impressed with Kane Wilson when I saw him against Plymouth, mm. which uh, wasn't anything, you know, no, no comment on him, he, he just looked a bit rusty, so I'm not sure if mm. I'd want to start him in a, 
a game against a, a Mansfield side who, as you say, are going to be desperate to win. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely can. I think it's pretty obvious it'll be James and Boating in the mm. middle. Uh, something I have wanted to see for, for City for a while, and this links into the, the Stop B. Reed thing. I think a really good formation would be uh, a 4 3 3 with uh, maybe Reed and Reed on one wing. I, I, I don't know. Uh, definitely uh, Lee Holmes on the other wing. And then James Stop in the middle. The two wingers whipping crosses into to Stop mm. I think that would work brilliantly. But um, I, I guess we'll have to wait and see how, how Paul Sitter decides to line up. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, the third you need to, for that for third centre midfielder, you sort of feel. That's when Ryan Harley perhaps is the. I was going to say move Jake Taylor. Into yeah, the, yeah, and, and Taylor or Ryan Harley as yeah. someone who's perhaps got a little bit more creativity. Yeah. To to spread those passes and obviously doesn't use him either sort of out on the left hand side where sometimes he's wasted or in a midfield two where he's got a lot more you know defensive responsibility or running to do. But I mean Jake Taylor could obviously come into the into the middle as well. That might be be an option if you just want to go a little bit more. You know, defensively, and obviously, he obviously can play out wide, so he can e- it's an easy switch to make during the game back to a four-four-two, if necessary. I mean, sort of, if you're looking for those that winger, obviously Lee Holmes can can play in a wide role. And I guess if you're playing a four-three-three, it obviously he doesn't have to do as much defensive work, which is, I think, something you sort of can see at times. He doesn't want to do the defensive work, and if he's got three centre midfielders, he can sort of just be used. Use all his energy just to run at defenders and get those crosses in on the other side. I mean, you'd be sort of looking whether you'd want sort of a Ruben Reed out wide, sort of, or Stockley even a sort of the wide forward in the David Wheeler kind of role, or McAlendon, you know, could possibly play there as well. You've got you know the likes of Edwards and Sparks as as youngsters who can just be sort of used as a just you know pure runner or a flyer just to. To try and terrorise defences and run at them constantly without, again, you know, having to do the defensive work of a four-four-two. That, you know, they end up getting stuck in the left back or the right back position, doubling up on wingers. So it could be an option. I mean, he sort of stuck to a four-four-two pretty much all game, all the way through this season in the league. And I'd be surprised if it was, you know, he, he changed that formation at, at, you know, at Mansfield. But you know, Paul Tisdale, we, we've seen in the past that. Who knows what cut you can, you can pull? You know, rabbits out of a hat with systems that no one would have even, you know, a talked about before the game, and b even envisaged once you've got the team sheet in front of you. <laughs> so, you know, we'll we'll have to see how that one goes. But it's it's going to be a tough game, I think. Particularly, I think it could be very similar to sort of you know the kind of Carlisle or what you know Mans or Wickham away ones in which you sort of go there, try and you know grind out a result and make sure that. The opposition get nil, and if you can get one, great. But if not, take the nil nil, and you know then look to move on with a a few softer fixtures to come in November. Uh, so just finally, what's your prediction for the game? Um, I sort of think it's going to be it's going to be close. I don't see there being too many goals. Um, maybe a one or draw. I will go for uh, two one to City then. So uh, thanks for for joining us on this week's. Uh, Grecian's gossip and uh, who knows maybe we'll have some more people here next week